Welcome to devmode.fm, a podcast dedicated to the tools, techniques, and technologies used in modern web development. I'm Andrew Welch from NY Studio 107. I'm Patrick Harrington from Mildly Geeky in Boston. And I'm Paul Elias from PBS Kids Digital. And today we have on Shagun Adebayo, the creator of Chakra UI. How you doing, Shagun? Hi, I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for having me, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for coming on. And the reason we wanted to have you on is we wanted to talk to you about this Chakra UI thing that you created. And we we saw that you were nominated as a GitHub star and all this stuff. So we figured we better get you on here before you get too big, you know, <laughs> before yeah. before we can't get a hold of you, we only get a hold of your, your handler. But Shagun, so if you were flying over the Adirondack Mountains, ready to jump out of a plane doing your first tandem skydive jump, and your instructor turns to you and says, hey, Shagun, what is Chakra UI anyway? Like, what would you tell him? Yeah, Chakra UI is a tool that you use to build apps and websites with speed. And with speed like that, you guys are jumping out of the plane. Exactly. There you yeah, go. Man, that was short and sweet. You've done this before. Finally, someone that can get this stuff yeah, before the certain death approaches. I know. I mean, we do these intros all the time, and a lot of people are just, they're they are flustered. But you're just like, no, I don't care. I'm going to get the this. The line's running right at me. Why are they asking me about React? <laughs> <laughs> so how did it all begin, though? How did you go to create Chakra UI? Is it something that came out of some need that you had? Or, or what was your reason or impetus, I should say, for creating this thing? Yeah, um, so most of the time when uh, when I think about myself, I always tell people that I solve problems for a living. I'm not, I'm not exactly, you can call me a UI engineer or a designer, but primarily I notice and solve problems for a living. One of the things that inspired Chakra UI was literally working with a couple of uh, front-end engineer friends that I have. I used to work as a UI designer close to six years ago, and I worked as a product designer for four years before switching over to front-end mm. engineering. So during this time, I started to notice like how really difficult it is to match my designs one-to-one with code. And I started to see like this huge gap, right? So most developers at the time were using Undesign, Material Design, Material UI, sorry, a couple of bootstrap and just trying to figure out how they can sort of match the designs with code. And cutting and pasting stuff all over yeah, the place. Exactly. Right? And yeah, exactly. I mean, whether, <laughs> yeah. it's from, whether it's from Stack Overflow or, or, or from some other <laughs> websites, right? You just you know, go grab some class, class names and just like try to style them and stuff, right? That's so <laughs> funny because yeah. I, I am not a designer, but I do do some stuff in Photoshop from time to time. My wife is a designer and she makes fun of me all the time because I go in Photoshop and I create a new document every time because I don't I suck at it. I don't know how to use the layers or anything. So every time she she looks over at me and she's like, new document? You know? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so I, I when I noticed this problem, I wanted to see how I could how, how I could help my friends. Literally, so most of this started with just helping my friends because I noticed it started to. It was really hard for us to deliver on target uh, for the product and the business we were working on at the time. Right, so I thought that this is an interesting problem to solve, and uh, if I can help my friends and my colleagues sort of ship products fast, maybe it can it can also be useful for me because I have a couple of products I'd like to build. Uh, so I thought maybe I could solve my own problem and the problem of mm. my friend. So I think that's the way a lot of really a lot of these open source projects get started is when you're scratching your own it yeah yeah exactly and i think the interesting part for me is the fact that when i saw this problem i was still a designer and i, I mean i had literally didn't have so much um, programming experience you, you'd call it out I, I would say i think i had some wordpress experience and i mean we won't talk you, about that we won't talk about <laughs> and you know you know in the era of wordpress where you go like change the css and just add some custom css just to make things look good so I, that, that's literally that was all the experience i had so I'm seeing this challenge and trying to solve this challenge without so much knowledge and experience. I think that was, that was a really, really good part that I'll say I'm really proud of to be able to take on such uh, such an interesting problem and be able to prefer like, a really good solution to it. Now, what was the first component that you made when you were sitting down to work on this thing? What was the absolute first component? You're like, all right, I'm going to make this thing. What was it? Yeah. I mean, I'll say as usual, it's always the button. <laughs> I, I, was, I knew it. It has to be, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's Stick always the button one-off buttons yeah yeah exactly i mean it's a little bit tricky though but i mean i think i was, I was able to literally like figure it out well i think the hard part in designing these things because i have seen button components that are massive right so there's always this kind of tension or balance between getting something prefab that you can get up and running and then making it flexible enough that it will fit into all of the the use cases is that a, an issue that you ran into when you're working on chakra yeah so that's this uh, this 
is one of the key features actually i think one of the most liked feature feature in chakra ui the fact that i can take a button from chakra ui and it comes with a default U, um, ui so there's a way the button looks by default but if you wanted to extend that a little bit it's like super easy if you're a, if you're a react developer you can easily just pass any props to that you can change the height change the color without going into css um, to sort of add some class name and all of that so that's one of the things people like about chakra and i mean i'd say i'll give a lot of credit to the ikea design team because one of the things i think i learned a lot from ikea is the fact that literally almost every furniture that's made sort of has their own separate parts and they all come together really nicely so i literally saw that and i thought that might be an interesting way to also build components as well every component comes with their part and you can actually assemble them really nicely and customize them all you want i why don't we take a step back and explain to people what chakra ui is so that so people that haven't used react or design systems can just have a better idea of what it is and how it's used okay cool Right, so generally, I always say Chakra UI is a React component library that helps you build websites, apps, and design systems with speed. What this means is we literally have a ton of components, I think over 50 plus components mm. that you can literally use to as the building blocks for your application or website. Some of the key features we have in Chakra UI, one would be, for example, support for theming, right? So this means even though like Chakra UI comes with a default theme, what a theme means is literally a giant object that consists of the colors, fonts, line heights, letter spacing, all the different tokens that make up your app. That's that's literally what a theme is. And Chakra UI takes careful consideration of the theme. So it's really easy for you to extend that when you have your own design requirements. But by default, it comes with a very, like very sensible, beautiful looking uh, def- theme default that you can use to sort of customize your website. So out of the box, it just works and it looks yeah. wonderful. Exactly. But it's- out of the box, it works. And I think one of the things I, w- I would also love to mention is the fact that almost all of the all of the interactive components in Chakra UI literally follow the accessibility guidelines. So there is actually a, a body uh, WAI that sort of like sets the standard for any interactive widget. So Chakra UI literally conforms to all of these international standards as well. And where did you come up with the name for Chakra UI? I mean, I look at you know foundation makes sense. You know, Bootstrap. You you know, pick by yourself with your Bootstraps and then weighing yourself down with 800 kilobytes of JavaScript. Where did Chakra? Come from? Yeah, it's a very funny story if you ask me. I try. <laughs> yeah, so I so Chakra UI. I'm an anime fan, first of all. So mm. I watch Naruto a lot. Um, uh. <laughs> so like when when I, when I had to think of a name, I, I just felt like I mean there was a, there was a day where I was sort of trying to complete before I did the release official release of Chakra UI. I was trying to think of a name, and I, I was just watching Naruto, and I mean I just saw the word Chakra in there in the translation text, and I thought well, this might not be so bad. Let's. Mm. Sounds weird, but let's try. (laughs) Well, so that's kind of interesting. So chakra means wheel in Sanskrit is where it originally came from. And they usually people talk about that there are seven main chakras. Yes. But but they also say that there are up to 114. So you only got 50 components. You got some work still to do, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I hope so. Because you've got to get up to 114 components, and then you got to just stop there. And, <laughs> and no matter what anyone wants, no matter what, you're just like, no, Chakra has 114 components, and that's it. <laughs> but it, yeah, I'm obviously making a joke, but that's actually sort of leads to an interesting question, which is how do you decide what the cutoff is in terms of what you're going to do and, and what this library is going to do? Because you could get into some incredibly complex scenarios, but do you have sort of a mental idea of where you want this to sit in terms of how complex the components are? Yes. I mean, right now, I think, I mean, the goal the goal for, for us as Chakra UI would be to create a form of framework or mental guideline, uh, literally mm-hmm. to be like the base or the foundation for any design system or website or application. So in as much as we would love to add every single component or complex widget out there, we have a limit to how far we can go. Definitely because we ha- we have like limited human resource. So we don't want to we don't want to just like focus on too many things at the same time. So we want to just do try to provide the 20% of tools that will help you do the 80% of all your work uh, most of the time. So we don't want to we don't want to go all the way to provide every single thing you need. But you can be rest assured that if you use the tools that Chakra UI provides, 
you can literally do all your work with ease. Yeah, because it, it may not even be a human resource problem. You just might not want the library to do certain things, right? You might want it to be kind of a base layer upon which you can build the more custom stuff. And if someone wanted to a component like some kind of complex data table component or something, you might say, ah, maybe not, or use the building blocks or, or that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think I think that's that's a good way to put it as well. We have set we have a roadmap of specific components would like to add to Chakra UI. And we also have the maximum limit of the number of components. I think once we reach that limit, we might just let Chakra UI be stable for a while and try to build things on top of that instead. 114 is what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> no, no, it's not 114. <laughs> Where, wherever that document is, let me know and I'll do a PR. I'll change it to 114 so we can get this thing, <laughs> get this thing kind of back on track. But what you were talking about before in terms of Chakra UI providing components, but it also is a design system. So I looked at the config file that you have for it and or the theme file, I should say. And it looks very similar to like anyone who's used Tailwind CSS. It looks kind of similar to that. But then Tailwind's config also looks very similar to a lot of styled systems and a lot of these other things. And this is a way that you can define sort of the overall look of everything, right? Is that how it works? Yes, exactly. So it's, it's just a way to control the entire look of your application or website uh, from one single location. So it, from a designer's perspective, I think you can think of it more uh, more like if you have a couple of styles or symbols in Sketch or Figma, you can just change the entire UI of your website, the colors and fonts from one single place, and it propagates all the way right to every single screen or page you've designed. Right. So for the code version of that, we created this concept of a theme object, and then you just literally add all the colors, the fonts, the line heights, literally all the tokens, and you can just control how your app looks like from one single place. And that's such a relief most of the time. And it, and it looks like just to nerd out for a second. It looks like under the hood, you're using Emotion for the, the CSS and JS. Is that right? Yes, yes, that's right. So we use a combination of tools. Uh, right now, we are leveraging both style system and Emotion under the hood mm -hmm. uh, for most of the style calculations and CSS stuff. Yeah, and we, we had Key and Mitchell on to talk about Emotion a while ago. So I wanted to just kind of give a shout out to them because they're doing awesome stuff. And it's really cool to see that you are leveraging this tool that they made. And then other people are then leveraging the tool that you make. Have you ever had an instance like that where you've looked around, you spent all this time working your butt off making Chakra UI, but you looked around and you're like, wow, look at the people that are using this thing. You've got 11,000 stars on GitHub and all sorts of crazy stuff. You ever had any moments like that where you're just like, Asa, wow, this is crazy. How many people are using this thing? Yeah, I mean, I had I had one of such moments like yesterday, interestingly. So I, had, right. I just like took, took off some time to literally just reflect on the progress of Chakra UI. And it's been really amazing and humbling if you ask me uh, because I take a look at the MT MPM stats and I see three three fifty thousand people have downloaded Chakra UI and I'm like this is so amazing because it, when I made Chakra UI I never had it in mind for it to go this far literally I just thought this was just a tool for my friends um, well, here's a big question though <laughs> here's, here's a very important question though Yes, which is when you saw that many people had downloaded this thing were you excited or were you scared or both yeah, I think it's both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm pushing so, a new release becomes really terrifying. <laughs> yeah, so it's like th there's an excitement that really I'm. I mean, there's an excitement and also pride, uh, personal pride that I know that I made this thing and mm -hmm. this number of people actually find it useful. There's a certain level of happiness and joy that comes from that. And obviously, there's also this voice in your head um, that tells you, "Man, you can see this amount of people. You cannot afford." to let them down and mm. just make sure there are no issues in this project otherwise they will all call you out on Twitter and then it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like all of these different voices but I think at the end of the day I, I, I meet most of these thoughts with, uh, with the feeling and the thoughts of being grateful and being privileged to be in this position right and I think over time um, I just see the value and I see the community around Chakra UI uh, most of the time I don't even drive the engagement in the community I have colleagues I have uh, core contributors that help me manage right. the community but when i see all of this and the way people come on to ask questions and the way they see their problems and get their problems solved i mean it just makes me happy that finally we have i mean i'm, I'm able to build something that's way beyond myself yeah you have managed to touch people that you may never meet around the world 
just by this thing that you created. I mean, that's that's pretty special, I would think. Yeah, I think so. I think so as well. It's like it's a really it's one of the things I know I'm, I've done in my life that I'm really grateful and I feel proud of. Now, but is it ever feel like a burden? Okay, and I'm gonna frame this where so Caleb Porzio is someone we had on recently that he did Alpine JS and uh, Livewire and some other stuff in the Laravel ecosystem and he was tweeting out about you know how it's kind of difficult being an open source maintainer because there's just so many issues that get open and so much support have you found a way to deal with that Yes, actually, I think um, for me, I mean, it's just literally just killing. There's this un- feeling of being anxious to sort of check GitHub issues and GitHub notification when you become an open source maintainer. Because every morning when you wake up, your mind is like, go check GitHub. People are using Chakra UI. Just check what are the issues, what are the pull requests. Uh, but I think I've I've learned over time to literally just like know that the my world or my life does not evolve around Chakra UI. I have a life, mm. right? So I ha- I mean I have a life. I have a family I need to take care of. And that sort of puts me in a different mindset because I know that um, I'm helping everybody out there. And I know by default that if you help people get what they want, you would also get what you want in life. So I just like have that mindset of being... Uh, being helpful to other people and not think too much about the GitHub notifications because I I really I really open my GitHub notifications except when I want to check or fix an issue. I think that's a great way to think about things because we we were talking earlier and I mentioned to you that my you're originally from Lagos, Nigeria, and I mentioned to you that my 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 mother was in the Peace Corps and had spent time in Nigeria a long time ago. What you're talking about in terms of helping other people out is what helps you out. I think is is something that I learned from her. And I think it's a, a great thing for a lot of people to understand, you know, and it, it definitely can can make your life better, right? And it's, it sounds like you're experiencing that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I mean, most of the time people see open source as like you're working for free for a bunch of people and they're not paying you anything and then you're right. fixing issues for them. But I think I see a little bit beyond that. It's mostly, it's mostly the fact that if you can help other people and sort of leave a positive impact in your lives, maybe the return of that might not come from them, but it might come from someone else right and just like i shared with you this is the open source project chakra you are that i made has literally opened up lots of opportunities for me opportunities to speak opportunities to consult for companies and even the job i have right now so this these are benefits i would say of like helping people out there in general so your current job you got this job because of Chakra UI that you created. Is that is that right? I mean, they did they contact you? How did that work out? Yeah, how did that? I think it was it was a very it's actually a very interesting story. I had I had a lot of offers, um, a couple of offers when I released Chakra UI. So it was literally one of those one of those periods where you have to pick from a couple of really good offers, and it was actually quite nice. So I, what a I, great I, problem to have. <laughs> yeah, it's a great problem to have. If you ask me. So I got you I got, just became the best looking girl at the dance right (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly so i i got a couple of twitter dms and i literally i think twitter is a great tool most of the time these days when it comes to like publishing or talking about your work and the opportunities that come from that so i literally just like went through a couple of offers and just picked the the best option for me and when you walked in and we were talking about this you walked in to this new job and you looked over and people were sitting there and they were using Chakra UI. So they were building their business or at least a part of their business on this thing that you had created. What were your what were your feelings when you saw that? <laughs> yeah, that was interesting because when I joined the company, I didn't join full time. I wanted to I came I came on a three month contract and I just wanted to see how it would feel like working with the team there and helping them build a stable design system for the products and the company. Right. So I immediately I walk into the door. And then there's this group of people already shouting, um, sort of hailing me that, hey, that's the Chakra UI guy. <laughs> <And> <laughs> Anyone, everyone... ask <laughs> Anyone ask for an autograph? Anyone ask for an autograph? Oh, well, most of them ask for a selfie. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. So that was like super <laughs> cool. And, and then, and then when, we were, when we were all standing up to take a selfie, I just took a look at someone's laptop and I could literally see that Chakra UI all over the place on their laptop. And everyone has Chakra UI docs open, pinned on their browser. And then that was like super cool. And okay, this sounds this looks like a really good place to be. <laughs> yeah, really. That, that's amazing, but that's also pressure, right? <laughs> and yeah, yeah no, I, I'm so surprised. Like, I had not heard of Chakra UI until Andrew had reached out to you on Twitter, and I, I took a look. Yeah, you like Andrew said, you have eleven and a half thousand stars on GitHub, and so many of our listeners are 
in the kind of craft CMS ecosystem, craft only is 2200. And this is far and away more, which first of all, if you're listening to this, and you haven't started craft, like, come on, throw it, throw it a star. But how have I not heard of Chakra before now? Is it because Simon Swiss hasn't found out about it yet? I don't know if you know him. He's a very big influencer. You should get a hold of him. him. Big guy. Yeah. Here's the thing, Patrick, we so (laughs) Simon totally already knows Shagoon and actually wants to have him on to do streaming and all that kind of fun stuff. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, of course he does. So attention. Yeah. I think the the reason you might not have heard of it is it really is sort of a so the web development world is so huge that you can have different people working in different areas and you'll never hear of it. So yeah. If you were not working on in React the React land mm. on React front end stuff, you might not have heard of it, you know? Like it uh, makes yeah. it makes yeah. sense. I was going to say we were actually reevaluating it when we were doing the ideo.com sort of rearchitecture or I was mm-hmm. re- I was evaluating it and what I loved about Chakra UI was the composability of all the components. Mm. But also the API that you use to um, bring in you know, the style props and the different sort of styling design tokens. It's, it's super flexible and it's and it's 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 a really well thought out sort of little design system. One of the first ones that I felt was really worth the time to get into and, and start using. So, it, it, but it's also funny if you're not in the React ecosystem. The people, most of the people in the craft ecosystem, they use Tailwind mm-hmm. uh, and before that Bootstrap or Foundation to get their their sort of base sort of going, and, and they don't. Don't really use React on the front end, so it's unique in that how wide you know what Andrew was saying, how wide and how big the web development world is. That if you're in this little sort of bucket of what you do and you rarely get out of it, you don't really hear about these things. And it's sometimes I think it's a shame that people get stuck in their sort of little bubble. And when you see resistance to getting out of it, it's like, <laughs> come on, man. I, I like to think of them as tide pools, right? Like <laughs> oh, every little niche in front end web development is like a, a, a tide pool. And they, they've got their own little ecosystems. Everything's going great. And then every now and again, a huge wave comes in and just smashes it. And <laughs> people get scattered and go all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think every now and again, there are technologies that this ends up happening to. And it kind of affects and you know distributes the people from different ecosystems. And so the interesting thing about Chakra UI to me is that while you originally developed this using React, it also is available for Vue. Is that something that you did or did someone else do that? Or, or what's going on there, Shugun? Yeah, I mean, I have this great friend of mine. His name is Jonathan. So when I released the Chakra UI React, he reached out to me on Twitter, uh, wanting to help me create the Vue.js port of Chakra UI. So I think he spent close to six to eight months doing that. So right now we have Chakra UI Vue. I think it's pretty stable, but then it's trying. To, it's currently trying to optimize that for Vue three. Mm. So, so that, so right now, if you are using Vue two, you can definitely try out Chakra UI. But I'll I'll definitely advise because it has lots of amazing stuff coming up for Vue three as well. And the, the reason I wanted to make sure I mentioned that is piggyback off of what uh, Paolo was saying, which is that a lot of people in the v, in the craft CMS world use Vue. Like there's, I just I happen to know more people that use Vue than use React. There's a little smattering of both, but obviously worldwide, React is by far and away much, much more popular as a framework. But the the thing that amazes me... Library, not framework. Whatever. Library, framework, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. <laughs> Sorry, I don't um, want to distract you. Shagoon, the, the thing that amazes me is you're telling me that you're a designer. And not only did you then pick up React, but you're also doing things in TypeScript. Like we we just did a podcast on TypeScript, in fact. So what was it like learning all of this stuff? Like I, I would I would think that, I mean, to me, if I was coming from being primarily a designer and having to learn not just front-end development, but then also React and TypeScript and all that, it seems like a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It actually, to be honest, it's definitely, it's one of those things where you tell people that don't try this at home. <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, it's definitely like, uh, I think it's, it was a really challenging process for me. And uh, even just releasing the, the current Chakra UI version that we have, I literally had to learn a bit of TypeScript to at least make type definition files uh, mm-hmm. for almost every single component. And I, I, I can remember the, I, I can remember how painful it was back then going to GitHub, definitely typed and literally checking every index.d.ts file you see there just to learn how does this typescripting work and mm-hmm. checking the typescript handbook and taking a few courses on front-end masters just to like 
get through this entire like annoying TypeScript that would never let your project be used, right? I think so, that course on front-end masters is great though. I took that same TypeScript course when I was learning. I think that's a great course. It's a great, yeah. it's an awesome course. Yeah, I yeah. think I think I think Mike Knott is a really amazing teacher when it comes to TypeScript. And I mean, shout out to him because I mean, if I didn't watch the video, I'm not sure I, I would have the confidence to even ship Chakra at all. Yeah. No, that, that's incredible. Yeah. And I think that, again, we're, we're talking about people doing stuff and then other people building on it. And it's just everywhere because the, the world that we live in with technology, there's just way too much stuff for anyone to learn everything. Mm-hmm. So we do have to constantly be building on other other things. And that's what your component library does as well. I want Paulo to explain to us what composability means. Like you mentioned that the Chakra UI components are composable. So what, what does that actually mean, though? Uh, if you want me to, to describe that, yeah. so it's um, sort of so especially when you're learning React, you can sort of paint yourself into a corner where each React component you build probably does more than it should, and then when you come back to you have to add other additional functionality, you're sort of adding duct tape to one or two very large components. So with composability, mm. is you can you basically build their, their, each React component to its very basic minimum sort of use case, and then you can use those components on top of each other to build out a lot larger sort of React component composed of smaller ones that fit together and are easy to swap out and change and update and style. Does that does that make sense to people? Yeah, and, and Shagun, I would imagine that that is something that would make Chakra UI kind of evergreen if that you built it in such a way that it has a lot of these base components that are composable. You could make something really complicated by composing them together is that kind of what you're going for yes exactly so think of it more like a set of lego lego bricks that's literally what we are aiming for so Mm -hmm. we we want to give you all the pieces you need to build almost anything you can imagine right and one of these um, interesting reality when we are building components react is at some point down the line is either the style will have to change or maybe the way things work would have to change a bit based on business logic or based on the design constraints or design requirements right so this this is one interesting part or the most frustrating part for a front-end developer and that's that I made this design or I wrote the code for this design and two weeks down the line um, the design has changed to something mm-hmm. I cannot manage to style <laughs> <laughs> right so uh, that's how it gets and I think that's that's one of the tough realities of being a front-end engineer uh, mm-hmm. but, then the goal, but then the goal is how can we build components in such a way that even though we have we are done for now these components can change or transform into anything in the future very easily yeah that that really hits home because so some of the work that i do most of the programming that i do i don't need to deal with a designer but sometimes when i do it's my wife that is she's got her (laughs) master's in design right so so give me a design and then she'll end up changing it like you're saying down the road and i'll just look at her and i'll be all annoyed and i'm just like I I really, and then, but you know what? There was a point where I realized, you know what? My frustration here really is that the way I built this is not very good because if I built this in a sound way, it wouldn't be a big deal to then make some of these changes. And I, I think that that is amazing that that's the way you're approaching this whole component library, that you want it to be easy to be able to then, you know, the designer comes to you and says, hey, can you tweak this? You can be like, sure. Yeah. Exactly. Now, I think I think I think that's literally the spirit behind Chakra UI. It's just to make it really easy to to sort of design or develop or co- write code for change, mm-hmm. which means that things will most likely change down the line. So the more composable it is, the more easy it is to access literally the inner parts of any component. Um, the easy the easier it would be for the developer down the line, or it could even be your future self if you're still in the same company, maybe. Right. No, I think most code that I write or that most people write is. Is for your future self in one degree or another, you know, because yeah, exactly. most of the time you're the one that's going to go back looking at it. So if you half-assed it and you didn't do a great job, you're the one that's going to be paying for it at some point down the road. Yeah, that's um, a great delineation between like sort of a, a junior developer and a se- more senior developer is you're, you know, you're writing code you're going to throw away. You don't get attached to it or you're going to you change it sometime down the line. And and I, just, I remember, you know, being in that position a long, you know, a long time ago, I'm like, what? I don't want to redo this. I, I just built, I just spent five hours building out this landing page. Why do I have to redo mm. this whole design? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's what I love about things like Chakra that help you make that, make that sort of whole process go faster. And it looks like you, you're using the emotion and style components, the CSS and JS so that you can just stay 
in your JavaScript or your JSX or your TSX or whatever, and you don't have to then go out and write a separate CSS file. Is that was that an intentional design constraint that you decided to do? Yeah, that was that was pretty intentional. I would say that I didn't I didn't initially know so much about CSS and JS. So uh, I think what I wanted to do coming from a design coming from my design background would be can I look at a, a piece of code as a designer and just feel comfortable that I understand what it what it does, right? So mm. so I thought okay, so what if I can just create like, some component called a box, and if I just see a prop called BG and I see a prop called font size, it feels a bit relatable to me as a designer. And if I wanted to style the interactive states and I see underscore over or underscore active or press, I mean, it feels a bit more natural to me that, oh, okay, so I'm trying to style this component state. And and I just, I just find it a bit more interesting. So I, I tried the CSS approach, but it, it didn't turn out to be good, right? So I, I just took a look at other alternatives and I stumbled upon this thing called style components. And then I explored style components for a while. And for some reason, I just like switched over to emotion and I felt, oh, I think this is a little bit better for me at the time. So I, I just decided to try that. Yeah, I had the exact same reaction to style components and emotion. Started using style components and then just somehow can't remember how I found emotion. Maybe I think it was when Kent C. Dodds was winding down. Is it glamorous or whatever? His CSS and yeah. JS library and said, everyone go use emotion. I was like, okay, let me try it out. And I don't know what it was because right now the API is fairly similar. But I think back then it was, it just felt more natural, a uh, natural way to use things. Yeah, I agree. So just taking a step back though, Chakra UI, was this built with the intention of being able to build anything in particular, like being really good at building dashboards or being really good at building interactive web app style things? Or did you want to make it broad enough that it would be something you would reach no matter what you were building, even if you were building some kind of a client brochure site or something? Like, is there is there a niche where you think this component library sits? Right now, I'll say there's no niche. Uh, I literally just wanted it to be a toolkit for every front-end engineer in the world. Mm. So, like, if you wanted to build anything, you you just feel naturally confident. And you, I mean, you know, there's this feeling when you're working with a designer and you literally just have to check the designs once, I mean, I mean, sometimes, just to make sure the designer is not making something crazy that's going to drive you nuts, right? So, I don't want you to look at a design or um, look at something in Sketch or Figma and feel anxious that, oh my God, how am I going to create this component? It's so complicated. How am I going to do this? I thought, like, okay, can I literally build a couple of is a set or a toolkit, if you call that, for front-end engineers. So you can feel confident to take on any UI-related work, even if it needs to be accessible. For example, a modal or a popover, you can literally do all of that with ease with Chakra UI. So I just wanted to provide a basic toolkit to help you take on any interface or any design requirements in your company or in your personal side project. Yeah, and I guess, you know, it's funny, I've gotten really into Tailwind over the last maybe two years at this point, uh, I'd say two years. And, and I mean, one thing I like just looking at Chakra is even the config, even setting up feels similar to Tailwind. Mm-hmm. What do you find, are people able to make the transition if they're using Tailwind and looking at Triad Chakra? Is that an easy transition from one to the other where one is many times you're dealing with just CSS classes and this is actually props on your React components or if you're using the view, set up a view component. Is that an easy transition for people to make? Are there benefits? I have to think a lot of people are used to Tailwind and, and used to just being able to throw in CSS classes, is it a big shift to change that? And are there benefits that you get by using that that kind of a way of building components rather than through CSS classes? Yeah, I mean that's that's a good question. I think I think one of the one of the general things uh, to consider when building any software, if you ask me, is to try to at least I mean mirror the same like user experience or customer experience um, that other competitions might have, mm-hmm. right? So that's why you would see Figma and Sketch are very similar UIs, but uh, maybe it just works a little bit differently, and one might be better to use depending on the scenario, right? So that's that's exactly how I feel when I think about it. And with Tailwind CSS, I think we try to um, stay as close as possible to this to the styling or utility classes mm-hmm. uh, so it's almost i wouldn't say it's not exactly a one-to-one mapping but it's, a, it's almost a one-to-one relationship when it comes to this 
utility class translates automatically to props in the mm-hmm. React component. Right. So definitely, I think it's really easy to make the switch. And again, because Tailwind CSS is just a, um, a bunch of utility classes, it makes it easy to just install Chakra UI because either way, Chakra UI works pretty well. You're just adding some bunch of a bunch of class names, and you can gradually migrate all your components. Just convert the class names to props, and just enjoy the uh, the feeling of passing props to your components and controlling them anyhow you'd like them to be. I think one of the one of the biggest um, advantages of doing all of that in JSX props as, as opposed to class names is sort of like the, the ease of overriding these styles, right? So mm-hmm. if, you, if you have ever worked in a large team, one of the things you know is you might have a couple of buttons, all the buttons are looking consistent. And then for just one occasion, we need to maybe make the height different or make the background color different or just make it look, look like pop out a little bit more just for that single use case. Mm-hmm. When you are using that from a JSX props perspective, um, you can easily just override a certain property because it's all props, right? But when it comes to class names, you might probably figure out how to, how do I like control, maybe pass an extra class name around to override the default class name. And you just have to be careful when it comes to like concatenating the strings so you don't mess things up. Uh, but you just get a certain amount of confidence but by knowing that I can style anything via props and just pass any props to any component and it looks, you can override at any point in time to sort of lock in a specific design requirement without affecting the whole bunch. And I think this is a, a tide pool ecosystem thing too, right? Because if you're someone that you're used to writing things in React and JSX, it actually feels kind of weird to use Tailwind classes, right? Uh, Shigun, mm-hmm. like it's just not like it's not how you are used to doing this stuff. But Patrick, if you did want that, Ben Rogerson made something called Twin, okay. and I actually wrote an article on it in that you can use Tailwind CSS with emotion styled components. So this Twin macro basically allows you to just put any Tailwind classes you want, and you can put those on the components. And I would imagine, assuming that you have this macro installed, it should just work with Chakra UI as well. And someone on this podcast actually released a Gatsby and Next.js starter kit for Emotion and Tailwind. So yeah, check that are, out. are you using Twin on that as well, Paula? Uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, Ben Rogerson uh, submitted a PR when he released it. So nice. those are all updated for... Yeah, so if, if that was something that you wanted, Patrick, yep. you should be able to use that same thing. So if you if it was a more comfortable transition for you, then you could still just use your, your Tailwind classes where you want and you could combine them with the Emotion props like anywhere that you wanted. So you could kind of mix and match them. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. I definitely, one thing I'd like to get to i mean at the end it's all coming out code it's all coming out styling it's like what's the better dev experience what's going to be <laughs> nicer no and for code inspection trying to find where we've reused things and need to right. further abstract things out i feel like something like chakra or like this twin setup for tailwind is going to help with just the overall dev experience too so i'm interested in it yeah once you get used to it and you see you know where the css is if you're writing custom css it's all it's depending on how you write it of course but it, with like emotion i keep all my css within the component Mm-hmm. And so you know where you're going to be looking. It's and especially in a team environment, you're not having that situation where a Shagoon talked about where you're like, okay, I'm, I can't find this in this ten thousand line CSS file. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to add it to the end, and and then you get into a situation where you have like thirteen different ways of your styling a button when it should be just an extension of, of one. So it's 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 much. I mean, for my experience, it's a much better dev- developer experience knowing where to find things, and things seem to go quicker. Yeah, and it's yeah, and the kind I'm, of thing where in the tide pool. Over here, the blue crab, the way he builds his nest to attract the ladies may be very different from the way that the, the red crab in this other tide pool builds its nest to attract the ladies. You know what I mean? Like it's just, and, and one will feel really weird to the other in terms of like, if you are a, a hardcore React JSX developer, you, you're going to probably want to do it this way with style components, I would think. Yes. I think, one, I think one of the one of the biggest things to know in general, though, is once you, the moment you start using Chakra and you start to use the style props, there's a very high chance you never go back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it all depends. Depends on where you live, right? And if you start getting into that world where everything you're writing is a React component and in JSX, you don't want to go anywhere else, right? You don't want to look anything up in a CSS file. You want everything to be right there in that one locality where you can do your thing. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, I think some other things I'd like to just um, draw attention to with Chakra is not just the styling approach or the fact that Chakra UI makes it easy for you to style, right? So once it comes to, once it starts, when you, once you need to create more complex widgets like the models, the popovers, the tooltips and um, sliders and things like that, then you start to realize 
realized that this is way beyond, this is way more than styling. Now I need to write the logic for this component and make sure that I follow the accessibility standards for this component and write tests for them. And then, I mean, you start to feel the pressure or the pain of being a front-end engineer. Uh, mm. general, right? But then all of this is what Chakra takes away from you. So we can, we, we just take care of all the logic, take care of all the standards you need to meet and just help you focus only on how do I get this looking, um, looking exactly like this for my app and just ship that with confidence because, you know, it's just going to work out of the box. And I noticed that Chakra is using Storybook. Are you using that for your documentation or, or what is that being used for? Yeah, we use Storybook for for local component development. So most of the time, we just like to build components in isolation and test them. All right. So Storybook helps us a lot with that to just test out different use cases for a component, render that on screen and see how it looks and just try to play around with it to make sure that we cover all the edge cases possible. Yeah, we did that during our re-architecture and that's it's such a nice way to, to build front ends, just get it looking great and functioning great in its isolation, then you can bring it into the project. And the reason why I'm asking is I'm wondering if, if, if I'm a company and I'm looking to adopt something like Chakra UI and, you know, I'm probably going to have my own corporate themes and we're going to be customizing it. And it's great that Chakra allows me to do that. Do I hit the ground running if I want to then document this stuff using Storybook? Is that something that comes baked in in some way or makes it easier for me to do if I'm using Chakra? No, I mean, unfortunately, no, um, because Storybook is local to the project and you have mm -hmm. to set it up yourself for the project itself. I don't think it comes for free with Chakra. So it's something you're using in internally, but if we wanted to use it on our own, we're on our own just to kind of go set it up. Yeah, because I think like, I mean, most components that you build for your business would be, I mean, based on your own business, uh, business domain knowledge or mm -hmm. components specific for your business, right? So there wouldn't be generic components like buttons and models. I think they'll be more specific to, to the business logic and the business UI in general. So that's why you'd want to have your own custom storybook. Very cool. So what do you think, Patrick? Are you interested in uh, giving Chakra UI a shot for the right project that comes yeah, along? Yeah, I am. And um, it's funny, I've been doing Nuxt quite a bit on a number of projects and you know, just taking a look and even like just seeing right now that I could do my Nux links with C buttons, like just say like C button as Nux link. And it like that just mm. seems terrific. Right. Yeah. I want to play around with this. Nice. Amazing. And that, and that brings up the point. I, I, I'm assuming it, it, it has to, but I'm assuming that this does server side rendering properly too. So that all just works yeah, that just works out of the box. Um, these are things we've tried to, I mean, architect very carefully uh, to make sure it works, uh, whether it's client side or server side rendering. Was that a pain to get your wrap your head around, like what you needed to do in order for that to work properly? Yeah, that was just like one extra thing. I think when I <laughs> when I, when I initially launched Chakra UI, I mean, I didn't know so much about server side rendering um, mm -hmm. up, up until when I saw a couple of issues about like this component and that component is not working in SSR next year and got. Be. And I'm, I'm just like, I mean, I don't even know what does SSR even mean. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> people are telling you it doesn't work with this, and you're like, yeah. what is that? <laughs> Exactly. So uh, I, I think, I mean, I, I would hold that to lots of like reading and watching YouTube videos and learning a lot about it. Literally just going to the roots to see what happens uh, during SSR and like, I mean, how does it affect the components I've made so far? And then no, I Shigun, go Shigun, you seem like a nice person, but I feel like you lied to me. Okay. Because <laughs> I feel like you lied to me because all of this stuff that you're telling me that you've done is an amazing amount of work. Like, I don't even know. It just would take so much time to do all this. And you told me you have a girlfriend. Like, I, I don't believe that you have had time to, to find a girlfriend and still do all this stuff. Like, it's, it's crazy. How, how long have you been working on Chakra UI? Uh, so right now, right now, I would say like, I mean, it's, 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 it's close to one year and six months that I've been working on Chakra UI. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, full time. And I mean, when it comes to like having a girlfriend, obviously, I think like I'm grateful to have like a more, like a pretty stable relationship. So uh, allegedly, that's, that's <laughs> that allegedly, we're, we're not, we're not sure the girlfriend is real at this point. Shigun. I mean, <laughs> you said we're pretty. I'm like, where is he going? with this <laughs> yeah i mean you you claim that she's on a plane and is going to become conveniently is going to become visiting you tonight but I, I just i don't know i'm having a hard time believing that with all of the stuff that you've had to learn and do that you've had time to get a girlfriend did you get her before you did all this stuff yeah yeah definitely okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. i mean i mean i mean it's like way way before i even walked on this so it's i mean i'm grateful to have someone that really understands and sort of gives me the space and time um, okay. to focus on things like this so you've been together for a while so yes. she was actually probably relieved 
relieved that you had something to occupy your time. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, doing all of this in essentially a year and a half is what you're telling me. Like that's a lot. I I mean, I would say, I would say it's like, it's close to, it's close to two, two and a half years, like just in Mm -hmm. front end engineering in general. Uh, But at some point I had to just like take some time out to focus on Chakra UI. And that's about a year and a half. Yeah. Because the, the amount of things you had to learn, you know, if you're coming from a designer, you have to learn front end development, you've got to learn React, then you got to learn TypeScript and then you got we got to learn emotion and style components and then someone is just like it doesn't work with ssr and you're like oh crap i guess i got to learn ssr <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're also you know? glossing over the you're glossing over the fact that even in knowing all that stuff, yeah. coming up with the API and how it where everything works together, mm, I yeah. think that would for me that would take the longest time because just using like I built a little project with, with Chakra uh, last night just to play with it and it just feels so natural, uh, especially coming from you know using Tailwind quite a bit too. Mm-hmm. It just feels really natural and 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 right when you're using these components together. So to me, getting that right is probably the biggest time sink. Yeah, because it probably requires a clarity of vision, you know, a, a way of thinking about this thing clearly to be able to construct it so that you have a nice higher level vision of what the thing is going to be. How did you how did you manage to get good at that? Shigun? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really interesting if you ask me. Uh, I think I always have a very interesting answer when anyone asks me. And one of the things I always say is I think Figma really helped me a lot as, mm. as, as very unrelated as it sounds. I think I take a lot of time trying to clean up and sort of orchestrate my Figma components. Mm when I when I design. So if I wanted to design a model in Figma, I wouldn't just draw a set of rectangles and just put a close button and a bunch of text. I want to make sure I name them correctly. I mean, make sure I sort of like organize them and group them correctly in Figma. It's sort of, it's just a very tiring mental process, but I think that process really helped me. Like when I switched over to React, it sort of felt very similar. So a React component mapped one-to-one to just a simple layer in Figma or Sketch. So mm. I could literally like think about when I group things together in Figma, it means maybe I could just wrap things in React and that becomes a group, right? And and I'm just I try to like create some, some like a form of um, similarity between my experience in creating detailed Figma components to mapping that to React and just making it feel like a Lego, a Lego brick instead of a full mold of component that you cannot change in general. So I think that experience helped me a lot. And as weird as it sounds, each time I have to make a component, I think most of these come very natural. Um, again, I owe, I owe all of that to years of design experience. The inklings of like a really great sort of intro to React course. Mm. Build out a simple component and then show people how it maps and works in React. That would be a really interesting approach to teaching people. Yes, yes. I, I, th- I think that makes sense. Um, I, I plan to, I have that I have that in the works when we, I'm currently working on the, v, on the V1, the ma- a major release for Chakra UI. I have that in mind once, once that is released to try to sort of bring together my design and React experience here. This needs to come full circle, Shigun. So <laughs> I think what needs to happen is that you need to have your own front-end master's course on building websites or building apps using Chakra UI. Like I think it has to come for full circle where you were learning from Mike North. You yeah. were learning from you were learning from him on TypeScript. Well, now you need your own course on front end masters on Chakra UI. What do you think? Yeah, I think I think that's a great idea. I'm definitely open to that. So I mean, I, I think I know a couple of things I need to do to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely, we can start the Twitter uh, the Twitter polls for that too. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. Set up a, a quick uh, just to, just to get feedback. But I'm sure a lot of people would would find it valuable. Mm-hmm. in general and i think it's not just it's not exactly entirely related to chakra but it's literally just like how do you think about building components in general making sure they are flexible enough the api feels intuitive enough and then you could add a layer of chakra ui or tailwind css to that it doesn't have to be exactly tied to one framework but sure i'm biased to chakra ui so i'm most likely going to use chakra ui i think that's really interesting that the design tool is what informed your component creation as opposed to the other way around like i think it's really interesting and maybe that actually was what allowed you to have such clarity in making this thing is you had spent so much time using these tools like figma to create this stuff that you already you already kind of knew how all this should work right you you might not have known you know when you open up the hood of your car you might not have known how it all worked but it it really from a higher level perspective you kind of had that nailed going in yeah yeah sure exactly i think i mean working as a designer you need to read a lot of design guidelines you need to read material 
UI guideline. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you have to read Apple's human interaction guidelines as well. And just take a look at other, other websites and apps and check their design systems. I mean, this is what you do every single day as a designer, just to get some inspiration going for any work you have to do. You have to spend thousands of hours on Dribbble just to look through good and bad designs to be able to pick the ones that might inspire you. I think this all of this work that you do to sort of feed your mind with, I, mean, I think all of that just produces some form of pattern that you would most likely reuse or you might find useful when it's time to work, right? So all of this, it comes like quite natural to me when I have to make a component look good. Um, even, it's, even if it's a default component coming from Chakra UI, uh, because of all these years of staring at different designs and guidelines, <laughs> <laughs> it just makes it natural to just create something that looks good at least. My entire life was preparation for this day, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny because I think it might actually be harder going the other way, where if you were a programmer tasked with creating a component library and you had to go the other way and learn the design and how to structure these things, it might actually be much more difficult for, for you to do. You know, I, I yeah, think that like, might be. It's actually like really, really difficult because I've tried, I've tried with a couple of friends. Uh, we'll find, we'll find the work I do on Chakra you are very inspiring and I try to get them to learn a bit more about design and teach them some guidelines and they just start to yawn after a while because like, <laughs> <laughs> because like this doesn't come natural to me. Like, why do I have to go learn all of this when I can just go and use bootstrap or tailwind or chakra i'm like, I'm like that's that's not the point here so it feels a little boring at first but i i would i would, I would naturally argue that if you come from a design background there's a better chance that you'd be a better front-end engineer than most people but uh but i could be wrong anyway so no that makes sense that makes sense i got a tough question for you though <laughs> if someone someone had a gun to your head and said for the rest of your life you can either be a designer or a developer and you're now someone that is kind of, you've been doing both. Which would you choose? At this point in time, I think I'll just be a developer. <laughs> Interesting. Very interesting, and and I say that because I feel like I'm yeah I'm I'm able to build anything I I, I can imagine and sort of launch that into the world, uh, whether it's to make money or even just for the good of everyone else out there. I think it's way easier to do that, and the impact is way more as a developer than a designer. Yeah, and I think there's a certain kind of person that is a just a creator. There's someone that they they need to feel alive. They need to be building stuff. You know, mm-hmm. and I think you might be one of those people because I can tell that you're really passionate about what you're doing. And then also just to be able to create something like this, there had to be a decent amount of drive behind it. And it's funny, every discussion of things like this with components, there's always a Lego metaphor, right? <laughs> <laughs> Always, always, always there's Lego metaphor. Me having kids, my experience with Legos is mostly stepping on them in the middle of the night and (laughs) screaming in pain. But I I do think it's a really apt analogy in that you can sit down with just some basic Legos and you can build some amazing stuff, right? You just need your imagination. Whereas if it was prefab, like you could only build the stuff that it's supposed to be, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. Well, that has been fantastic, Shigun. Thank you for coming on, but that about wraps it up for another episode of the devmode.fm podcast. If you enjoy the show, tell Patrick to make this shorter and make sure to subscribe, <laughs> tell a friend, or drop us a review. We really appreciate it. For the devmode.fm podcast, I'm Andrew Welch. I'm Patrick Harrington. I'm Paulo Elias. And thank you, Shagun Adebaya. Thank you so much for having me. I mean, I, I think I really enjoyed this chat. Thank you so much. Awesome. We really yeah, enjoyed having you, you on here, too, man. man. It's been fantastic. And I lost my window. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Oh, my God. It's here somewhere. I can't even stop this recording now. Uh, oh, there it is. Fantastic. So, Shagun, come clean. Is there really a girlfriend coming? Like, coming on a plane in a couple hours? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's happening for you. Trust me. That actually happened. All right, cool. Stopping the recording.